Hi everyone, this is another episode of The Core. I'm Sammy. I'm Sirwa. I'm Awe. And I'm Blossom. And today we are talking about a topic that is near and dear to all of us, something that we've been dealing with and would like to solve, especially now we're starting on our new adult lives, life goals, and African expectations, colon, school, marriage, and kids. <laughs> Just to kick things off, um, I want to address and let, let everyone express, you know, what are the specific, specific values and expectations you were raised with in your household? Who would like to start? Well, I could start. So for me, um, I was raised in a Christian-based household. So like, um, went to church, like was raised in the church. Um, and also expectations, like my mother was very, very strict about my education. Like I had to, you know, be good in school. Um, no boyfriends that's taboo uh we're gonna talk about how that's changed all of a sudden all of a sudden um, <laughs> let's see what else i don't know i'm sure if somebody says some say something i'll be like yeah me too but those are the three things that were very like like um salient in my upbringing yeah for sure with like expectations i think like expectations are similar like i better do well in school you know like that was like the number one priority like whether it's elementary school or like middle school like I it was middle school um and high school especially um but I think by high school like my parents like they didn't pay too much attention like they just saw the final report card you know like nothing along the way it was just like doesn't matter as long as you get the A's that you're supposed to get uh, but when it comes to like values it was always like hard work you know through like their own examples and also at the same time, like treating other people right. But at the same time, it's also like understanding that the world's not fair, you know, and like me, like trying to get into my head that like, don't expect anything from anyone. Uh, so you have to be like ready to like do it on your own and like, don't really trust people. And like, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Uh, I don't know what's weird, but like sort of like that idea of like, you have to like work hard for yourself because like no one's going to hand things out to you. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I think like you guys said, it was mostly education. It was always education. I can't remember anything else that at least like so explicit that was told to me and so implicit, like when they dropped my siblings and I off at the library every day for every summer, right? Like growing up, mm. it was always like, get these A's, read your books. We're not allowed to watch right. television on the weekdays. I don't know about y'all. I remember so I mean, only Fridays. It was crazy. It's crazy. And it's just like, I mean, wow. obviously that's so important. Wow. Education, you know, the key to success, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, there's more to life than at least the same, the form of education where they saw right. like, oh, Harvard, Yale, mm-hmm. Stanford, you know, all these top tier schools and all that stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's, again, there's more to life. Like actually like, I think because especially the education system in this country, at least for me, I don't know if I've ever really quote unquote learned. I've just been able to regurgitate a lot of facts. So like, Mm. is it really making me quote unquote smarter or do I just look smart on paper? Which is fine. But Mm -hmm. if you ask me to do a skill, it's like next caller because I can't do it. So I don't know. (laughs) It's just very, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to take it back a little bit. It reminds me like I had to, I used to have to like, get like my mom would buy us like workbooks in the summertime 
uh, and she's like, you have to do this in the summer to make sure you could like stay oh, on top of your goodness. your skills, like your math and like reading skills. I was like, oh man. But at the same time, like, I used to want to, like, yeah. read a lot. I liked reading. You know, reading was, like, a same. fun, like, thing. And now, like, it's like here's a book. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I start breathing kind of hard. I'm like, Dang. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, will, I can proudly say my parents were not so invested in my or my siblings' education in so much as, you know, dropping us off at a library every day, limiting hours of watching television. Like, I can remember watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charmed, all these things at the age of five forward. Um, Or, like, this workbook concept. (laughs) Very different. However, I think it was because that expectation of, like, you have to do well no matter what. I'm not familiar with it. I'm not familiar with the stress. This whole engineer, (laughs) doctor, lawyer thing doesn't exist in our household. However, it was, I would say it's largely because my parents just expected us would do, we would just do well because we're just good people or we're, or because we're their children, we're going to do well. And we did. Like, my brother did well. I did well. My sister is the best of all of us. Um, so in terms of education, that wasn't so much of as a loud value, um, so much as other things, such as my dad, very stressed, um, like instead of just education, he says that education is something that can never be taken away from you. Um, he stressed Mm. similar to what always Mm. said, you know, there's this thing about knowing yourself, knowing your community. However, they very strongly dislike the people around us who are in our community. So they're very wary of other ethiopian people just because my parents are the biggest critics of ethiopian people just because of like you know back talking backstabbing betrayal all these things that happened in their own personal life as they navigated being an immigrant right they're the first ones to critique us for not speaking a language fluently but yet when you bring up you don't like us to be around anyone right (laughs) but they're the first ones to be like don't trust another ethiopian person they're not good people so what is the truth (laughs) and then um this underlying similar to what sarah was said you know going to church my parents my dad says now all of a sudden that he does he's not a christian but he was raised in a christian household and my mother is muslim um however they didn't really bring either faiths into the household we didn't go to anything but there always is this underlying assumption and belief that god exists and so when i voice my opinions on things now my mom is very afraid (laughs) when i suggest that i don't believe in an abrahamic faith or religion she's like what how is this possible as well as having kids i very voice all the time (laughs) no i don't want to have kids you're not having kids from me you have my brother who's you know on his way to get married very soon and my sister who's planning out the four names for her children it's just like it's good the line is continuing it's not going to be me leave me alone and just recently, now she's accepted that, and she's not sad when I say it to her. Um, so those are, the, and that's a little bit how things have changed. When you had to be very adamant, a little militaristic, in how you approach your parents and say, like, "No, this is not who I am." How have these values or expectations shifted for you at all, if at all? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think going off of what you said um, about being militaristic about what you want um i think for me it's just like i have begun setting certain boundaries um and that really happened because i went to college um and i was able to be away from my mom for a little while um and they really do say what's the absence makes the heart go farther. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that helped out a lot. Um, 
And also my mom became even more invested in the church. So like her, like the way she did things like changed a whole lot. So that improved our relationship and that also improved like our communication with each other and just being like, yeah, like this is not it. Like this is not how I want to be treated. This is not what I want to do. This is, you know, yada, yada, yada. There's definitely some like, you know, arguments like that. My mom still brings up doctor still. I'm like, ma'am. She's like, you have so many years ahead of you. You can always change your mind. Like, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Um, right. Another thing is another expectation that has changed is you know when I was growing up, you know, no boyfriend. Don't even think about it. Like one time, I had a boyfriend in fifth grade. My mom obviously was looking through my phone, found out I got shipped back to Ghana. Um. <laughs> But, um, so, you know, that sh- I'm, I'm going to ship you back. That's a legit, that's a legit threat, sure, like, because sure, sure, that sure. happened to me. Sure. Um, but now it's like every possible man is a suitor. Like, she's like, you have to act this way. You have to be a lady. Like, you don't mm. know who's watching you. Like, this. I'm like, mom, like, I don't think that's happening anytime <laughs> soon. Like, <laughs> You're the one who was like, you need to focus your education. And right now, I actually am focusing on that. So can you please leave me alone? Like, I don't want to be married in the next uh, <laughs> few years. Like, that's not going, that's not in my plan. That's not in my five-year plan. I'm sorry. Right. Um, right. But I think the, my, the expectations has changed as I've grown up and I've become more mature. And our relationship dynamic as well has shifted. Um, and... Obviously, she doesn't care about education anymore because right. I graduated. But, right. like, she still wants me it. to, like, do... Exactly. She, but she mm-hmm. still wants me to do more. Mm-hmm. Like, get your PhD, be a doctor, There's blah, blah, always blah. more. Yeah. Never, never ends all these expectations. Yeah. It just keeps growing and growing. It's like, all right, now I just need some grandkids. Like, all right. No, I just remember... Like, right, like, it's okay. But, no, I remember, like, it was actually specifically, what, two years ago? My junior year or my sophomore year, I came home for a break. I was at church um, saying hi to one of the aunties and stuff like that. And she's like a modern auntie. She's like similar age to my mom, but she's like relatively, you know, modern. So she asked me, she's like, oh, so how, um, how school, how stuff? Do you have a boyfriend yet? My mother. Cute. <laughs> Cute. Like straight away. She's walking right past and it turns for that conversation. She's like, what? boyfriend why are you talking to my dad she's like why would you say like you know just like dismissing the whole notion of a boy or a friend I guess. <laughs> so um cut to my graduation i'm at or not my graduation specifically rather than like after i graduated i was at my aunt's house for her um like another family mm. gathering and my aunt's asking me like oh so did you see any boyfriend did you have anything this again this is two years from that same moment my mom's like looking at trying to (laughs) trying to hear my answer to my question i'm like auntie no i didn't see anyone you know there was nobody there i should have brought up the fact that i was told not to ever have a boyfriend or anything Mm -hmm. like that but my mom's like oh okay okay i guess you didn't find anyone dad i don't know like (laughs) 
I just don't understand how this how this whole shift. It's like, even what did you my, want for me? I'm saying, even at my graduation party, that like it was not even a month after I graduated that I had the party. Uncles, aunties, okay, great that you graduated. So no, next time we see, we'll see basically next time we'll see each other. Uh, it will be marriage. It will be masters. It will be grandkids. It will be wedding. Uh-huh. I'm like, I graduated less than a month ago. Like y'all can't celebrate me, please. Like just fine. So it's just so. It's just so funny and interesting how it. I don't even know where it come from. Why it's so uniform in the African community. I just mm-hmm. I. And and sorry to even ramble, but I just remember, or not rather than not remember, <laughs> but I know my parents didn't even have quote unquote any type of detox with me. Never ever. I think I got asked, "Oh, are you doing stuff one time out of my twenty three years of life?" I've so never like had that conversation. Oh, either. the talk. Look, uh, I've never had a conversation fully. Uh, the talk, right? Never yeah. had a full conversation. <laughs> I've had. I've asked. I've been asked one question from my mother again in twenty three years. So I'm just like. Sis, like, and I don't know, African parents in, in totality needs to do better, I think. Just even communicating with your mm-hmm. um, children and not setting the expectation, like, astronomically high for anything. And then switching, like, total 360s after you get a degree, like a piece of paper. Like, I don't really understand, mm-hmm. but, you know, we all go through it. So. For sure. <laughs> it's like once you hit one, um, what's it called, mark. They expect the next one, like, immediately. Like, they expect a boyfriend to just appear out of nowhere after years of not being even allowed in the presence. (laughs) (laughs) The presence of other genders. Like, okay. I'm like, all right. I want to hear the male perspective, though. I'm I'm curious. Uh, I would would feel like you should go. Because I think everything about my perspective is very (laughs) just. (laughs) Well, that's true. It's very different with you. (laughs) Okay, my yeah. perspective. So, it's a, a little different. Uh, I think my high school experience, um, I sort of did things independently. I sort of figured, like, I wanted to... I don't know. Throughout high school, I started doing things sort of on my own. My parents didn't... Like I said, they didn't get too, too involved with grades, with school as long as they saw the final product. So, like, I started, like, oh, I'm going to play soccer, play an instrument, do all these things. Uh, and by the time I got to senior year... Um, I started, I dated someone, but it was like a, like, it was more like a, it wasn't like I asked for permission. Um, I like started dating the person and then, <laughs> but see, the thing is, it was like, there was trust that they like built up sort of in like, how do I explain it? It was like trust. I don't know. <laughs> what? Like, it was more like, what? it was more like I said, everything that you want from me is getting done. Ah. Like. I'm getting good grades, like, I'm <laughs> getting awards in school, uh, and so I was like, I'm gonna date this person, and okay, make it awesome. Wow. I hope you're Rebel. okay with it, you know. I like that. <laughs> it must be um, nice. And it was fine, it was fine, like, it, it was, like, kind of awkward with my dad, um, but he, he was always like, is your friend around, or, like, <laughs> like your friend. <laughs> your friend. Um, but my mom she was nice she like got to know my girlfriend uh she was white um and like uh she got to know her and like still close to my family to this day we broke up when we get, we got to college uh so we dated for like almost a year yeah it was a whole like we were like going to college and like starting new chapters or like let's just stop this we're still we're still friends um and since then i've actually 
I think that was a good thing because since then, like, I've had, like, a sort of open relationship with my mom, especially about stuff. Like, if something comes up, like, I don't know, I'm not afraid to, like, talk to her about stuff. Um, But it's always funny because she always bring up, like, her... It it always escalates to, like, an African mom's perspective. Uh, Like, it always jumps straight into, like, oh, like, is she Christian? Is she this? Is she... I'm like, okay, like, chill. I'm just, like, (laughs) I don't know, like, just... There's no need to, like, escalate anything, you know. Um, and I don't know. I, I've, I've, I'm thankful for that because, like, I don't know. It, it's made everything in my life pretty mm-hmm. open, um, whether it's school or relationships, like, more serious ones. And, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad for it because, like, it's a way to, like, talk to my mom. I'll be like, tell me about your own experience or, like, tell me about this and, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, so I don't know what it's going to look like now, now that, like, I'm out of college. Um but I will say that it is it is different how I'm treated versus how my sister is treated. One hundred percent. Like that though, that is different though. Uh, like the sort of expectations are there. Like walking on arguments about like you have to be able to cook for your husband, and my sister's like, I need like I'm cooking for myself. <laughs> right. Like I don't care about <laughs> like <laughs> you know. And at the same time, like I get I get pampered, you know. And so like, uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm like okay. <laughs> And this is a bit of what uh, of what Blossom knows as well, of how I feel my household is a little bit of an anomaly just because um, out of all of the children here, between my brother and I and my sister, I'm the only one who really abided by those rules of not having any type of relation with someone until you're like a little into adulthood. So like no interaction until maybe I was 20 years old compared to my older brother who was dating in high school and then even my sister. That's a household secret. Uh, my mom knows, of course, and my father doesn't. <laughs> um, but that's all just to say, um, kind of because I already know my own life is going to be tested if I were to, you know, be um, adamant or truthful about who I am and how I love just because of the environments I'm in. Um, so that's one element of just always knowing that because of our, our relative environments and cultures say that people who are gay or not strictly straight are somehow wrong or are the physical sin or the embodiment of such um, there's an always underlying a bit of tension when people or my parents like ask me oh when are you going to get married or when do you have kids i'm like you can't even imagine <laughs> what i want to say but <laughs> things like that yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but it's funny about the talk uh, about the talk that you know blossom never really had with her mother other than that one time or maybe we all share that i try to bring up the talk with my parents because I wanted to talk to, about that with my sister just because I understand her being a young girl I don't want her to be um, influenced by people just because as people in this mm-hmm. country I think people who are younger people in middle school high school they may be able to experiment with sex and that's not inherently mm-hmm. wrong but she just needs to understand things and to this day she still doesn't want to like take a look or understand her own anatomy or herself but she wants to date silly people it just doesn't make sense to me but anyway like i try to have conversations with her about uh, <laughs> like like sex ed back when she was like nine ten years old and like slowly forward and my parents as soon as i mentioned that they're uh-huh. saying that's that's disgusting don't bring that stuff up i'm like why not disgusting <laughs> yeah how did y'all come up like that's how what did i'm y'all saying like 
Like, wasn't I born? Right, like you're not like, going to tell me that. that my older right. brother was not active while he was in high school, that these are not the same acts that reproduced us, not once, but not twice, but th- at least three times to have three kids. But like, don't lie in my face. At least. <laughs> because, you know, across the continent, right. there is understanding of sex and the practice of, you know, whether it be full-on respecting our bodies to... Um, circumcision whether it be male or female like obviously we know the vocabulary and obviously we know what these body parts do mm-hmm. i just don't think it makes sense to be ashamed of them especially if we're going to say shame them in a patriarchy where women such as sarah and blossom are going to be taught you know you have to cook for your husband or worry about this imaginable man that doesn't exist um rather than focusing mm-hmm. on their own personhood um, and so these are the things that I really fight about. And I want to ask the question for all of us, how have you in your own journey of shaping your own expectations and values tried to shape those of your parents as well? Because I've always had this conversation with my mom who always thinks, oh, I'm past 50 years old. I can't learn this. I can't do that. I'm like, no, <laughs> like if you believe these things, I'm very dramatic when we speak and I'm hard. And so she always thinks, oh, just leave me alone. She says that in our language. And I always say like, okay, go ahead and die then. Like, let's prepare your grave for you. It's a bit more funny and I'm hard than English. But... <laughs> <laughs> you don't, but that's just... you don't say that about your mother. Oh, that's not funny. That's, okay, that's, that's funny. That's just joke, how we then, say like, things. No, that's like... it. That's just how we say things. No, that's not how you no. That's not okay. Okay, we agree that's to disagree. But pray anyway, for your mother. Please do, and not only pray for her life. Pray, Pray for her attitude to change about herself and the expectation that she set for herself. And I would like to ask that. How have you shaped expectations and values with your parents, maybe younger siblings, older siblings? How does that look like for you? Um, for me, I will say, at least for the viewers <laughs> and uh, listeners that can't relate to um, Awe and Sarah, because I feel like you guys are pretty, in Sammy, <laughs> you guys are pretty open and like actively converse with your parents. Uh-huh. I do not. Um, I, think it's just, I think that's not only my nature, but as well as the nurture that I feel like I've been brought up in, only because I'm very like, oh, you betrayed me this one little time. It's like, all right, I'm never telling you anything again. I'm very dramatic. Um, so I don't tend to, I don't know. I think my parents, like, I know at least my mom is more open, my father not really, mm. unless I like, you know, bother him like a daddy's girl would. But for the most part, I think the only quote unquote expectations I have are obviously the, you know, fundamental ones of like going to, having gone to a good mm. school, being married, having kids, which I don't want and all that stuff, <laughs> whichever one I do want or don't want. Um, but overall, I think to be happy and to be successful where, wherever that takes you. And not successful in yeah, wherever that mm. takes me, right? Not, not necessarily in the point of like having um, a lot of money, having a big house, having cars, whatever, just being, I, I would hope being just happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I don't think I've had an explicit conversation with either one of my parents. I still don't, I don't really want to cross that threshold personally. And mm-hmm. I feel like even as an adult, and I'm the youngest, right? But, or one of the youngest, but I won't, I don't feel like that's necessary. I feel like mm-hmm. because of, the way that my parents have, and maybe this is the way I've interpreted it. I don't want to speak ill of my parents at all. Yeah. Um, I think the way my parents have like, you know, similar to y'all's, like they haven't spoken about a lot of things. It's like, all right, we're not about to start talking about it now. I'm grown. Wait, like, why? Y'all wanted me to figure out <laughs> by myself. So I'm doing it. That's oh, just... <laughs> okay. 
I think that's just me, okay. though. I just wanted to say that for okay. me and for listeners who may not relate to y'all, because again, you guys seem mad open, which is beautiful. <laughs> so relate, so. Well, it's cute. I mean, it's you know, nice. I feel like <laughs> I feel like my um, <laughs> relationship with my mom is a consequence of who I am as a person, and obviously her mm-hmm. like change. Like my mom has changed a lot in the past four years. Like. Mm-hmm. My mom four years ago and my mom now is, like, completely different person. Like, mm-hmm. literally completely different person. Um, and also, I don't know, anybody who knows me knows I'm someone who, like, once I know I want something or once I have an idea, like, I like I have to say it or I have to, like, get my point across. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that it took me four years to, like, finally get comfortable with and then also, like get my points across with my mom and those conversations started with me telling her that I don't want to be a doctor like that's not in my purview (laughs) like that's not going to happen um because it's something that I'm not passionate about and as someone who wants to be a globetrotter like (laughs) being a doctor just does not work for that um and then also just like normal conversations about I think in African homes, there tends to be certain things that I said that can be pretty offensive to, like, other people of different identities and also Mm -hmm. of different cultures. So, Mm -hmm. like, being, like, catching those moments and, like, always, like, correcting my mom, like, that's not okay. Like, you don't want people to hear this, like, and this is why, like, not not just about hearing it, but, like, why you shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Um, and also just, so like the patriarchy type stuff, like it comes up a lot in my church sometimes. Um, and also like at home, like my mom's like, you need to learn how to cook for your husband and you know how to clean and all of that. I'm like, that is not like, don't expect that out of me. Like I will do it just cause I want to, but I'm not training myself to become somebody's wife. Like that is... Yeah, exactly. I'm not training myself to fit a role. Like, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm right. going to do it because, like, I want to. We're, we're going to do it, me and my partner. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to, like, be, a, like, this one specific, like, you know, wife, like, domestic. Like, that's not going to happen. And it's things that I've, like, I mention it to her every time she brings up stuff like that. And she gets upset, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think she's learned that, that this is how I am. And... She kind of lets it go, but she brings it back up, obviously. But, um, it honestly, the, my relationship, like I said before, it is a consequence of who I am. So, like, Blossom's relationship with her parents is also a consequence of how she is as well. So, I think everybody's, um, relationships can differ and how that, and how they communicate with their parents can differ. For sure. I think for me, uh, it's very similar to Sarah's point about, like, talking to my parents at least like more so my mom like about sort of like being more progressive you know and like more thinking more in the present thinking about community thinking about other people you know I'm like that's we, sh- we shouldn't say that you can't call someone of a different race you know you can't be like you can't assume all East Asians are Chinese like that's that's mm. wrong we can't <laughs> you know just assume that you know or like I don't know so, sort of stuff like that and I think it sort of comes from me realizing, and I think this sort of happened when I came into college, mm-hmm. that they're not, like, my parents, yeah, they're older than me, and they're, 
yeah, I, I respect them, of course, but they're also human beings. They're also just people, like, trying to figure stuff out. And they're not perfect. They're very, very, very far from perfect. And I'm learning stuff, and my experiences are valid. So, like, I should, like, be able to, like, talk to them about it. And so, like, it's made it sort of a... a, a well, at least we're trying to have it be like a, a very open relationship uh, where we like um, talk about stuff and we're like, oh, like, uh, this is what I want. This is what we want from ourselves. Um, my sister definitely says the same thing uh, that you were saying, Sarwa, like she's not going to learn how to cook for, you know, her future partner. It's like she's going to do it for herself. Yeah. And like, that's that's that, you know, and I was telling her, like me personally, like, I'm not expecting my partner to do all these things for me because it's their job, but rather like, like if we're in a, in a relationship that like you do it cause you mm-hmm. want to, you know, not because it's like your role, you know, like I'll do whatever I want. And if anything, I'm taking care of myself. Like I'll definitely be taking care of myself. Like I don't, I'll, I'll know how to cook so I can cook for myself and not because, or not for someone else to cook for me, you know? And like just being open about those because there is not only like a generational difference, but also like a cultural difference, you know? So it's like, we're in a different generation, but also like in a different country with different values. And like, they're very heavily entrenched in like their own generation, their own values. And we're like somewhere else and like trying to like pull them, like try and make that connection regularly. It's a challenge, but like, I think we're definitely like moving forward. And if you were to ask like where we were four years ago versus today, it's like two very different places. I really want to merge what you always just said with Sarah was pointing, you know, about having to have the ability to really, you know, review our parents and what they're able to provide for us at a certain time and notice their own growth occurring in our own, at our own time. And like you said, in four years ago, five years ago, our parents were very different people and having the ability to engage with them or to, on certain topics. And when we discuss, you know, excellence for ourselves, because although our parents brought us into this world, we ultimately will be departing as individuals and we ultimately are the last ones to you know, really speak for ourselves and what we were able to do in this great life of ours. I want us to, for the last question, for a five minute wrap up, what are some of these you know, values that you found um, were maybe those new additions, maybe in our college years or recently coming out of college that were maybe not necessarily ingrained in your household or maybe some lessons that you were able to take and then you're trying to push into your future networks. Um, for myself, for example, I think I really value my parents' connection and like love for stability and having, you know, a family network and growing from that. However, I think I really enjoyed um, speaking for myself and my sense of independence that was something that my parents had to adapt to. Um, something that really brought us butting heads and severe (laughs) debates and arguments, but something that I'm not willing to compromise for, Um, as well as my ability to, I don't know, I guess exist without a, mm, I guess exist with a more critical sense of why our culture or traditions have these things. Um, Just to provide a little background related to events happening in Ethiopia and our diaspora, a lot of people are bringing up to the question of what it means to be Ethiopian when you're not necessarily represented well in the diaspora or the country itself. Um, and right now I'm more willing to criti- to be critical of that question more so than my parents are. Um, what about y'all? I think uh, one thing I definitely like respect my parents for, like value one value I really hold is uh, their 
not only like desire but like their follow through when it comes to like staying connected with family you know and like I don't know like they're pretty my mom's incredibly close with her family in Ghana uh, and I don't know I think it's like we're here in this place of privilege you know and for like different aspects of life and her still being able to like connect and maintain those connections I think it's challenging especially when for me personally it's like oh here's a cousin that you don't know or you don't remember I'm like yeah I don't know like I don't know (laughs) but like they're still family and like I shouldn't just move on because if I'm not careful I could very much easily like be completely disconnected you know from family and I don't know I, I respect them for that um and one thing that's I'm trying to that I'm like I guess a new value I guess is more of that critical lens you know like let's not just accept things as they are like let's criticize why we think you know men and women have these roles you know or like our role in society you know I think it's important to like question those rules like screw it like we don't have to follow by those by those rules we could talk more about that but I'll let I'll let y'all go ahead and share boss you can go ahead (laughs) Because I'm still trying to understand the question, to be very honest with you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can maybe another do like a 10 second blurb. So yeah, I just wanted to get a sense of, you know, um, we're, we obviously can't control the households we're born into, we can't control the environment and what we're able to absorb. I wanted to get a sense of maybe one or two things that you really value from that environment. um, As well as, you know, maybe... The qualities of yourself that maybe make you a rebel or something defiant in our environment's eyes and something that you're willing to grow in your future uh i think for me the values i truly respect um out of my like from my mom is like her hard work and her perseverance like she is someone that like is respected in her community um and it's like someone i aspire to be like um like someone who commands respect when they walk into the room like we're like Oh, that is so well, you know? Um, and also, I think another thing that I really respect is how much she cares for our family back home. Like, she is always doing what she can to help my grandmother, um, my aunt, my cousins, like, everyone. Like, she's always giving them right. a piece of the cake. Uh, what was a piece of the pie? Um <laughs> She's always doing what she can to help, um, even if she may not be in the best situation. Like, she's always thinking about them. And that is something I truly, truly admire and respect and something, like, that I hope to be able to, like, continue once I, you know, have a stable life. Um, I think one thing that is very different now um, in my household is just who I've like my mouth (laughs) um just because like like i said before like i'm always challenging like certain norms that my mom tries to like instill in me like that i just can't vibe with it i just it doesn't work for me um and also like you know things that i said in the home or outside the home making sure to address them like when they happen not later on when they happen explaining why mm-hmm. they shouldn't be said um and why it's important that this conversation is had um that's something that you know may be seen as being a rebel in an african home or in an immigrant home in general like you're just supposed to like, sit and like listen to your parents but um there are certain yeah. things that i'm not willing to back down on um 
especially as someone okay. who is a minority myself, I understand that there are minorities who face even worse um, situations than I do. Like, I cannot allow, like, conversations that demean other groups to, like, occur. Retweet. Yeah, after some deliberation, I have to think about it. Um, I think for me, I really respect the fact that my parents, no matter what has happened, will happen for any of their kids, right? My siblings and I, like, they're always there for us. I mean, and that's like being Mm -hmm. a parent, but like, you know, as always said, they're fundamentally human and that humans can be very petty, very vindictive and things like that. So I do appreciate like, if I need anything from them or, and that's always been my life, right? If I needed anything, like, I don't even know to give an example, but like, even now my full-time job, like mom, can I get some gas money? Sure. Like, (laughs) or she'll like debate it, but like, she'll, you know, eventually give it to me, which I appreciate. And obviously I don't need it, you know? So I think it's just the sense of knowing that you always have a safety net of, at least for me. And I thank God for that. Um, a safety net of my parents always being there for me, always having my back, no matter how much they annoy me, I annoy them or whatever the case may be. (laughs) Even thinking about like, you know, when you see that your siblings are being disrespectful, it's like, that's crazy. They don't deserve this. But then your parents are like, well, what can I do? It's my son, it's my daughter. And it's like, dang, that's crazy. But it's their son, it's their daughter, right? We're their children. So I think, um, just seeing that, I really do appreciate that. I, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so I respect that. It's always, it's always like all good in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? At least in the Indian neighborhood. <laughs> and with that, that wraps up another episode of The Core. Stay tuned for our next release. Thanks, y'all, for listening.